Hey, this is Jim, and you're listening to the podcast edition of the Jim Toth Show. Hear us live weekday afternoons from 1 till 3. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Ron Kozlowski, Vice President of Canadian Exporters and Manufacturers, joins me now. Uh, good afternoon, Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, actually not great. I've been three, three days flat on my back with a nasty flu, but uh, I do enjoy your show, so I couldn't miss this opportunity. Well, Ron, I appreciate that, but I also appreciate you more so getting up and, and doing this. I know you're under the weather, and that's why I meant literally how you're doing. Um, I yeah. hope you are getting a little bit better, but I do thank you for doing this, and, yeah. and we'll let you get back to some rest right after this. Um, let's just start with uh, Canadian yeah. exporters and manufacturers, and, and explain to our listeners, I know you've been on our station uh, throughout uh, a while now, but explain once again what you do. Uh, well, we are, if you will, a chamber of commerce focused on manufacturers and exporters. So we look after uh, servicing them, we provide them with advocacy, representation, we provide them with training, uh, we look after technology supports, trade supports, uh, safety supports, HR, human resource supports, um, executive leadership supports, that kind of thing. So any and all services that really help manufacturers grow, which is our mission. Yes, and doing fine work at it. So um, again, let's revisit. It hasn't been too great the past two years for anybody. Uh, what are you seeing out there and where are we right now? Hmm. Well, you're right. It's since, uh, I guess, about February last year, it, it, uh, the whole supply chain thing was was a mess. That was the biggest issue we were facing and you know uh, labor supply comes along every once in a while to to knock it off the top post but uh, but really at the end of the day supply chain issues are what has created uh, nothing but frustration stress and a lot of costs actually and uh, so and is it getting better i think uh, obviously the, the the whole marketplace that was operating like a well-oiled uh, hockey machine if you will uh, Colorado Avalanche, but uh, we're, we're, uh, uh, was, was humming along till COVID hit. And then, of course, China being the, the sort of the quarterback of all of the, uh, the shipping and the containers and manufacturing processes uh, ended up going into all kinds of lockdowns and problems. That created uh, a big problem. And then it's compounded by a number of things. Raw material prices increased uh, and that's the foundation of what's manufactured. It's the raw materials. And, and basically, the big one is energy costs. Um, so uh, Canadian policy in terms of energy has been uh, a little damaging to ourselves, shall we say, by, by virtue of, uh, of not being kind to, uh, to another area where we could have done better. And is it getting better, Ron? Because we're talking inflation this week. We're seeing gas prices yeah. one ninety six, one ninety seven, expected to go to two dollars. Um, where, where are we, like as of today and going forward mm-hmm. over the next month or yeah. so? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, I think the the war in Ukraine doesn't help. That keeps coming along. Um, uh, I think the, the raw materials, as I said, the you know an average of forty seven, forty three percent. Sorry. You can imagine year over year, 43% increase in raw mater- the core raw materials. So there's no question that's going to have an impact. Um, you know, the, the container, the shipment, uh, and although the shipping rates are expected, are, are, they're not expected to really normalize until probably about 20, late 2023 or 2024 even. And, and so at this point, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not... Um, uh, it's not going to be over uh, very very soon, actually. 
Um, and then something else to pay attention for on top of everything else. It's kind of like we, we dealt with the with the trucker uh, protest and, and the federal government's mandate on, on vaccines, which really hurt our manufacturers in Manitoba in particular, because we depend heavily on trucking. And, uh, you know, that requirement to force them into uh, or to shut them out of, of work when they had been operating till then without uh, any vaccine uh, was a real problem for our members. And some of them literally were told we can't ship anymore. So if you can't ship your product, you're obviously hooked. But in addition to all that, uh, if, if the last thing we need is another problem. And uh, at the end of July, or sorry, July 1st, actually, uh, apparently there are 29 U.S. West Coast ports, dock workers union and shipping companies, uh, that's set to expire. The contract, uh, the, the the agreement is expected to expire, and obviously a strike on the U.S. coast would be quite disruptive for us as well. So it just seems to roll from one thing to another, and uh, our companies are telling me that everything that they do is is a new process now. They used to count on a standardized, repeatable process, but now they've got to solve problems every time they come up with. Uh, you know, with a, uh, a new situation, and it's it doesn't it doesn't stay the same. So that's very very stressful, and it adds costs, and ultimately, of course, that ends up being uh, impacting the inflation and the costs of the consumers that are going to be paying more. And and food is another one of the critical things that uh, you know wheat canola prices uh, are up significantly as well. So all of that said uh, i i don't see any short term relief right now uh, there'll be minor improvements but nothing nothing of a major uh, re, re, uh improvement in the whole system right uh, tell us about rolling relief improvement and that beginning later this year what is uh, explain to our listeners once again who might not know what it is and then and then uh, how it's beginning sorry explain what the uh, rolling relief moving forward Oh uh, well, I, I think I think what so the whole supply chain was was built in a in a very beautiful way, if you will. I mean, it was all done with, with private companies, uh, not through government planning or anything like that. It was private companies that figured out the most efficient way of, of finding materials, shipping materials, uh, you know, building them, and then fi- shipping the products to the end customer, uh, and that's what's been disrupted now. So. I think what you'll see is little bits and pieces of, of uh, improvement in parts of the process that uh, where they figure out a new thing that's going to be a little more sustainable, but it's often it's often at the expense of something else like whack-a-mole that they didn't realize that adds a different problem in another area that uh, that comes up to to bite you in the back. So, uh, but I do think you'll see you know incremental improvements along the way but uh unfortunately not the large scale you know wide scale uh, improvement that we'd like to see and i was going to ask you ron and, and it doesn't sound like it is but i'll ask you anyways um in these sort of ways of maneuvering and finding other mm-hmm. alternative ways to to move and stuff like that um it, it doesn't sound like they're finding better sustainable ways like you know sometimes when something happens and, and you have to sort of adjust or pivot and you, and you go, well, you know what? This might be a, a more sustainable, better, efficient way of doing something. It doesn't sound like that's happening so much um, overall with the supply chain, especially. Mm. Well, yeah, it's it's very complex, of course. But uh, you, you've got, 
you've got, uh, let's say, among other things, you've got sort of the, the, the border issues, regulations that, that impact all of this. And it just seems like over the last you know, 20 years, everything has become more complex. And, and that's particularly a problem for SMEs, which is the companies we largely have in Manitoba. We have some big companies, but, but almost all of them are, are small, mid-sized enterprises that, that can't afford to spend uh, a department uh, you know, looking at how to deal with all the regulations, how to deal with uh, you know, the demand for this information or for that kind of uh, activity. Uh, and, and so I think that that doesn't help in terms of coming up with uh, a solution anyway. So my concern is for the SMEs and the long-term investment decisions about, you know, do we want to invest in our future? Do we want to expand or at some point, uh, uh, and, and this has been a problem for years as well, but at some point, you know, the biggest market is, is U.S., and a lot of companies have said, you know, we have, given some of the border issues, uh, maybe we're better off just expanding in the U.S. rather than building more out of Canada and shipping, trying to ship it across. Yeah, that's interesting um, going forward as well. Uh, is there, <laughs> I hate to put it this way, Rod, is there any optimism out there? Uh, you, you mentioned how long you're, you're seeing um, not much changing or yeah. getting better. Well, first of all, you have to remember manufacturing was hit hard at the beginning, but we fairly quickly turned it around uh, and and figured out how to operate safely uh, without vaccines in place as well, by the way. Uh, and, and we did that and, and actually grew our business and, and manufacturing has done well from a, from a uh, sales perspective uh, going forward because there was a lot of demand in spite of, of, of COVID. Um, so one thing I've learned over the years in, in representing manufacturers is that we've got a bunch of entrepreneurial people who are very, uh, very adept at, at coming up with solutions of uh, realizing opportunities. And it's in a sense, my, my point about regulations is this, we need whatever regulations we need, fine, but don't, don't burden them, uh, don't restrain them, don't make it so difficult that they get frustrated um, and, uh, and, and choose to give up. But I think there's a capacity for manufacturers to, uh, to continue on, to find new ways. And uh, so, I, yeah, it's not, all, it's not all doom and gloom. I think we'll find our way out of it, but Unfortunately, and I don't know how long, but you know the inflation and the um, uh, and the and the bottlenecks and the, even the labor supply problems, you know, they just seem to be uh, intractable, and uh, that'll take a little while longer to to see them come down uh, significantly. And you mentioned the trucking industry and how it affects here in Manitoba, yeah. but also globally. Like I. I I think a lot of Manitobans are always surprised when when we delve into stories like this or or other ones of just how many companies do do global business out of Manitoba. Oh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we we call it. I mean, we used to be called Canadian Manufacturers Association, but uh, we realized a number of years ago that everybody that manufactures pretty well is an exporter as well, um, and we've got companies that sell all over the world. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously, mainly to the U.S., but uh, clearly there's there's more and more that have figured out of uh, selling to Europe, to Africa, to you know Asia, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I think uh, I think there is uh, that entrepreneurial spirit, which uh, I'm hoping will carry them through 
and uh, yeah, so I think there is some optimism. Ron, I really appreciate your time. I know you're under the weather. I hope you uh, get more rest, and thank you for doing this and feel better soon, and, and thanks for the insight again. Uh, no problem. Thanks a lot, Jim.